why in the hell in 2021 would we do something old school like preserve our own food? Well, that's what we're going to figure out today right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast. Hint, I got no clue. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. So when did you fall in love with preserving your food? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, you know what? I did not keep track of the years like I should. I would say 2014. Mm -hmm. That's when I started to crack the code on it. Damn, I feel old. Yeah, yeah. Podcast over. (laughs) I think that, I can't say for certain, but I think my curiosity around it probably began around 2016-ish. Is when I started to, you know, become curious about it. Really look into it and Yeah, yeah, I started to research it like, is it really, like, really possible? You know. Yeah. Can I do that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Are people really doing this? You know. (laughs) Yeah. So um, before we get started, if you want to know what we use to can, you can check the link below in our Amazon list that we have. It'll help support the podcast. And we have all the canning tools that we use, except for 10 cans. (laughs) So a good friend of mine, we were talking and he was like, you know, you you post this thing about canning with a backyard gardener. And he was like, you were putting it in jars. What the hell? And I was like, well, that's canning. He's like, no, no, I'm thinking of a tin can. I'm like, well, you know, we don't have a factory at the house. So my uh, my uncle, when I was talking to him last year about canning and he's like, but you're putting them in jars. And so I just I, I gave up like there was I was not going to have the fight. I said, yeah, you know, it's uh, some jars of food, basically. And so I know now yeah. I'll only ever speak to him in terms of jarring, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's really stupid that we call it canning, mm-hmm. but it is what it is and we do what we do. Yeah. So yeah. and I don't know if anybody's ever put them in tin cans. Like as like, a, I don't like a know. home uh, yeah, at preserver. Home. Like yeah. I don't know if that's ever been a thing. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> I mean, you know, I could probably do the right thing as a podcast host and Google it. So um, let's do it. Do people can in 10 cans? Simple search. And just no. (laughs) (laughs) The internet uh, gives you a resounding no. I'm sure it's some safety concerns and equipment concerns. Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, how are you going to steal a can? So whatever. So look, we have a listener question. Mm -hmm. Okay. I get this question a lot. I get this question from Batavia. I get this from everybody a lot. So the question is coming up as soon as I find it. Here we go. Why are my carrots all greens and there is no carrot? I've never asked you this question a day in my garden life. Yeah, you have. We have record of it. Prove it. Leonard, 
Leonard, roll the tape. <laughs> so, do you want to know the answer? Of course we do. We all do. Okay. So, and the it was no bottoms is what how it was worded. Mm-hmm. So, there's a couple reasons. And since you're asking right now, in this very moment, it is because it's too hot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they are trying to grow their tops so they can go to seed. Because what do what is the one thing that all of our food is put on this planet? Its main purpose. What is it? To reproduce. To reproduce. That's right. You know, I used to have a boss that would ask leading questions like that. And he would just continue to ask and ask. You're on the fifth wrong answer. And he just continued to ask again. And so, <laughs> so I'm glad I got that one right. Well, it's from um, when I teach and stuff like that. Mm. I got a uh, feedback one time and they're like, there's just no um, active participation in the class. Mm. And I'm like, well, how am I supposed to do that? Like, I'm just lecturing. They're like, ask leading questions. And I was like, for real? So that's where that comes from. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't do that in any of the many training sessions that I've done. But that's the part about I, having different styles. How about that? That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, look, that's just what I was instructed to do. Mm-hmm. So um, the other reason could be too much nitrogen. Okay, you've overfed mm. with too much mm-hmm. nitrogen, so it's just producing green tops. And, and the last one is overcrowding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that will a lot of times will um, go into small carrots, like teeny, teeny, weeny carrots. But generally, when you have that, you also have small greens because they're competing yeah. for space. And nutrition. So, um, mm-hmm. Yep. And nutrition. So, and I mean, thinning, you can, I mean, like I went out the other day and was like, Oh, I missed a couple. So I was thinning, you know, and they're going to be ready soon, but I can just leave them in the ground. Yeah. So, but generally it's heat. So how do we cool it down? You can spray it with water in the middle of the day. It's called wetting down. You can provide some shade. For instance, I planted mine in front of my cucumbers. So my cucumbers shade them from the morning sun Mm -hmm. and then my tomatoes shade them from the afternoon sun. So that is a thing. And that's really all you can do to cool it down unless you move or do like Batavia and plant them in pots. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have some carrots growing in pots in my garage under grow lights. We're going to see how that works out. Yeah, They're I'm about slow. to do my second planting. They're slow. It's still maybe yeah, too hot in the in the garage, given that we're in summer. Carrots are slow as hell. Yeah. They're a hundred day crop, mm-hmm. easy. So um, don't don't fret about that. You know, and I I was talking to some um, people on Instagram the other day about carrots, and everybody resounding was like, "It's a hundred days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's you know for sure a hundred days." Yeah. So um, you know, and I, I agree. So it's not 60 days, I can tell you that. And they're finicky as hell to get to germinate, too. But once they do, boy, it's like... mm. Either you have, like, no carrots or you have all the carrots, it seems. Papa Bear just got a big carrot harvest, so I'm pretty happy about that. And I'm not going to give this as a recipe, but I have yet to try it. But I've heard great reviews on carrot top pesto. So using the greens for the... um, from the carrots as pesto. Did we talk about this before here? We may have. Um, I know Bridgette from San Diego Seed Company has stated that her favorite smell in the world is carrot tops. Mm, interesting. Yeah, which I found interesting. Um, I have since gone out almost daily and sniffed my carrot tops. <laughs> You're, you? And I'm not picking up what she's putting down, but that's okay. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> I, I, I'm not, you know, so, um, but no, it's in, by the way, I, the carrots are fantastic compost material carrot tops. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. um, if I can eat it, I might do that. So would you eat it in place of the basil? Oh yeah. You're swapping. I'm sorry. You're Whose swapping recipe out. Is it today? It's Whose my recipe, recipe it but I don't have that recipe to give. Um, well, you just basically just gave it. Well, I mean, okay, here we is. Fast forward to the end of the show. Uh, you do no, swap out no, the no. you swap out the um, the basil, and then you place carrot tops in there. I imagine you can do some half and half, or you can mix. Yeah, you know, mix the basil is a big part of it. That flavor is a big part. You know, so I actually saw another that. person, another gardener, do uh, onion basil, the green onion. Let me make sure I'm clear with that. So the green onion, um, so your onion tops or whatever. She did green onion basil and said that it was delicious. I don't have enough of them to do that, but. Fascinating. Did I well, say green go. onion basil, green onion pesto is what I meant. Pesto. Yeah, yeah. I know what you meant. <laughs> I was in your head, but. So yeah, too hot, too crowded, too much nitrogen. Um, use a well-balanced fertilizer. And if you've been using blood meal, hold back on it. Or alfalfa meal or feather meal. Um, whichever it is that you decide to use. And depending on your so, location, um, it just may not be, this is what I've run into before. It's just, I tried to plant carrots in the hottest point of the year. So I had germination issues to begin with. So I never got off the ground with them. Um, so keep that in mind. Take your carrots, put them in the ground, and then cover them with a cardboard box or a piece of wood after you've watered them and don't lift it up except for to water until they start to germinate and then you will have carrots because the whole thing behind them is first of all they don't like to germinate when it's really hot Mm -hmm. but by adding that to them and watering it you're cooling down the soil to give them a start and you're keeping it evenly moist so there you go and on that note we're going on to the episode we're going to take a break and we'll be back A lot of y'all asked, how can you help support the Backyard Gardens podcast? Well, we have been busy and we have created a t-shirt line just for the gardener. To visit our shop, go to the link in the show notes and check out the t-shirts and other goodies we have. Now, these are super special t-shirts designed just for the gardener. So enjoy. Thank you for supporting the Backyard Gardens podcast. And we'll see you guys after the harvest. there's always an opportunity speaking of do you preserve any of your carrots amen sister i do i jar them Ah. (laughs) 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 the like two seconds of confusion then like ah i got it yeah that's we're not it's not gonna be a thing we are not going to do it nope i am nope and, and, and you know what? This is a partnership, a friendship, and we're going to both do it. I so. just said to myself, and I wasn't going to say it out loud, I'm speaking for the podcast. So I'm now saying it out loud. Reject it. But you know, it. I'm an ass. I have to do it. <laughs> but no, I do. Um, I did last year. But funny enough, I didn't even eat them. I never got around to eating them. Because yeah. frankly, um, canned carrots, uh-huh, see there, uh-huh. um, they were never my favorite growing up, but... I think I had a lot that were going to go bad, so I decided to can them. Yeah, I think the texture of them is what I'm kind of like, eh. I mean, I imagine you can just throw them in some super stews or whatever. I would can. I would take my carrots that are canned and put them on a, a baking sheet 
toss them with some cinnamon mm. and um, then roast them. And I think that would be delightful. Okay. Let me know how that turns out. I will. I will. So why do you can? Or preserve. Or preserve, mm-hmm. dry, freeze. This is not all about canning. Yeah. Fermenting. So, um, we, yeah, we get, we say can a lot, but we don't necessarily mean canning only. So we need to change that to preserving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so why do you preserve? Um, because I have a great interest in growing a lot of food in my garden and it's just too much at this stage and it's an absolute blessing. It's too much though for me to consume fresh. So it's a way for me to extend uh, my garden season, continue to enjoy all the greatness that comes from my garden. And then also uh, it's a part of my preparation for the uh, zombie apocalypse, like kind of the years later, once we get past, Mm -hmm. you know, majority of zombies are killed and we're trying to reestablish society. So, um, or, or the worldwide pandemic. Oh shit. mm -hmm. We just went through that. Or, Mm. or inflation up going through Mm -hmm. it right now. Mm -hmm. Or, or, the drought that is hitting the West Coast, which I believe is going to severely affect our food chain next year, um, based on what I've read. So kudos for you for being prepared. Um, I would replace or with and for all of those. (laughs) (laughs) No, in all seriousness, I come from a long line of um, truly canned uh, food, right? You know, so, Mm -hmm. you know, preserving, you know, well... I wouldn't call it preserving. So purchasing food, making bulk grocery store runs, keeping food in the freezer, you know, um, keeping food on the shelves. Right. So it's, you know, some of the vegetables obviously were fresh, but I mean, the majority of vegetables I would say growing up were out of the freezer or from a can. Right. You know, and so that is it's a way of eating of consumption for me. Right. And so the well, let's not. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say the idea that um, I can do that with something that I have grown in a lot of cases from seed to preserving. I mean, it's 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 a place I would like to be like on a grander scale going forward. Right. Yeah. So um, what I was going to say, because I got excited when I thought <laughs> of it was let's not trip. You know, if you go to the grocery store and you buy a pack of chicken for you know on sale for $1.50 mm-hmm. and you come home and freeze it you're preserving food mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're doing it in the exact manner that I think I mean it saves money yeah you know what I mean and you have that put away so it doesn't necessarily I mean you know obviously being this platform and if you're listening to this we're more than you know talking about growing in the garden but preserving food is a a whole just like you said stocking up at the grocery store um i do it because i want to preserve the happiness of the garden season throughout the year so i can enjoy it all winter but i don't even i mean when's the last time that i had a good cry on an episode here i don't know but it's you know and it seriously is and we've talked about that before was that's a big part of it is in the middle of winter when you crack that mm-hmm. can open, you know that you grew that and you preserved it. Yeah. And that's a, that's a, that's a feeling that you can't. And let me go, let me backtrack or you open the freezer and mm-hmm. pull it out mm-hmm. or you put bust out something dry. Yeah. 
that's something that you can't put a price on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so you can blot your eyes if you want. You can't. Yeah. I see you sucking have, it back. Um, I had for my work, I had um, a presentation we were preparing for and we did a dry run. And so I did kind of full hair pinned up, you know, lip gloss, eyeliner. And so I didn't wash any of that off. So now I'm just like, you know, thank goodness I didn't put on mascara. Um, I take great pride in my garden, right? As I know you do and as many of our listeners do. And I take great pride in the food that comes out of my garden, right? Um, and so, I'm not proud of my garden. Okay. I'll speak for myself and all of the rest of the listeners. <laughs> uh, so I also, but that that's, it comes to a lull at some point, right? When the garden is asleep in the winter. And so over this last three years, when I've been able to get, take, you know, go to a cabinet and pull out a jar of something you know, pull out a plastic bag of okra from the freezer, like that pride in my garden and what I've been able to accomplish through growing is right back there with me. And then Mm -hmm. we haven't even got to the point of the goodness, right? You know, so to enjoy, like the food is really good too. Um, So, I mean, I think that I didn't start uh, preserving with that intention, you know, that's just, that's been the bonus of it. You know, it's funny too, like the way that you've steered this conversation from the beginning, you know, you mentioned the zombie apocalypse mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of people say that jokingly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I get where people are coming from and, um, a lot of people, um, hold on, let me think about it. It's, um, you know, I call it Tadowski. Mm. is what a lot of people call mm-hmm. the end of the world as we know it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Which we've gone through a certain phase of that because yeah. we're not the same as we were two years ago. And like I had, you know, kind of listed off all these things and that's exactly why I started mm-hmm, a can. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, like I've said before, like I was all like, I wasn't like freaked out like, Oh shit, 2012's coming. It's the end of the world. Mm-hmm. But I was in the camp of like something different is happening yeah. and life is getting more difficult. Yeah. Cause if you remember from the beginning, I said, I started canning in what year? 2000. 2014. Mm-hmm. Well after 2012. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, like I said, I wasn't like, well, if I don't do it now, I'm not going to make it, but it's kind of been part of the process and afterwards, like now it's just like, hey, I want nutritious food for my family. Yeah. So like my son, the first thing he ever ate was a green bean out of my garden. And he only ate the food that we grew for the first year. Gosh, you know, we would good. grind them up and we would we would cook them down and grind them up and puree it. And that's what he lived off of. You know, his first sweet potatoes we ate, his first carrots, his first green beans, all that stuff we grew. So um, that's a testament to how we felt about our food system and how we cherish the temple that is my son and our bodies about the food we put into it. And by doing that, we can control it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And we can, you know, he knows what good. Now, don't get me wrong. The boy loves a Snickers bar and he loves a slice of pizza. (laughs) But. He also knows the value of good food yeah. at seven years old. Yeah. And he's known it. So, you know, I told him the other day, 
um, you know, everybody was kind of bitching about the green beans being stringy. And I was like, fine, I won't grow any more food anymore. I mean, you would have thought that I told him that Santa Claus killed the Easter Bunny. <laughs> he was on the ground crying. I was like, I'm joking, dude. Yeah, Let's go out and yeah. pick some beans, you know? Yeah. So um, it's just ingrained in the part of that life, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, a, you know, T-shirts coming <laughs> along with the other ones down below. Gardening is a lifestyle. It's not a hobby, you know? And it can be whatever you want, so... So, um, just housekeeping item. We've mentioned this before, but it's worth saying again. Um, ben and I, we meet and we talk about topics, right? Episode topics. But the conversation is organic. So what you hear is like, I'm hearing what he's saying for the first time in an episode as he's hearing what I'm saying for the first time. And I kind of feel like he's pulling a string. He saw the eyeliner running. And then no. he folds in the dialogue around, you know, the first thing my child ever ate was from the garden. And I'm just leaning in and leaning over and he just continues to go in for it harder and harder. I mean, it's it's we did talk about this and gardening being revolutionary. Right. I remember I mentioned this to you the other day and, and I remember clearly. Yeah. And I don't normally speak in those kind of, you know, grandiose terms. Um, but I do truly feel like that. Right. And so um, I joke about the, you know, zombie apocalypse. I'm fascinated with the concept of what happens when our world, as we know, it changes. Fascinated with the concept. Uh, fast, fascinated with the idea that, you know, and obviously I'm fascinated with it because I believe that we may be we may get there. Right. So maybe not with zombies, but um, somewhere between where we are now and there. Um, and I, I think gardening is a life skill, right? And so I learned to swim as an adult. I don't know, maybe I was like 32, 33 or something. And I firmly believe that swimming is a life skill. For that skill. shirt you got on right there? Yeah, absolutely. Chicago Triathlon, one of my favorite shirts. Um, I firmly believe it's a life skill. And I was gardening long before that. Um, I don't know which year this shirt is. It's probably like the 2014 model or whatever. Don't look at the arms of it to tell you. <laughs> Sometimes they put them on the arms. Uh, but Oh, I thought you were like, how tight is it? Oh, this oh, no, is what no, year no. it was. This is actually, it's one of my favorite shirts because it has Chicago on it, but it also has a lot of give. It's <laughs> yeah. it's grown with me, let's just say that. But no, in all seriousness, um, it took me years to get to this concept when it comes to gardening, right? So my first yeah. garden was in... 2008 and my view of it has really morphed over the years i'm really happy with the way i look at it and the way that i pour into it now Um, and i've really again come to the conclusion that um, part of my preparation for when the world changes is to be able to provide one of the primary things we need to survive Right. And so I'm just doing it one more vegetable every year, one vegetable at a time, you know, expanding my knowledge, expanding my ability as a gardener. Um, so I'm going to pause there and take a breath and take a drink of water. Well, let's think about I, this. Don't take that and drink mute yet myself so I can blow my nose because I'm getting kind of sniffy and snotty. <laughs> well, hold on. Don't do that just yet, because I want to ask you now that the world has changed. How did that serve you last year? So, you know, um, I mean, did it. Did you have to go to the grocery store as much? So the grocery store was one of my few outlets when it came to like seeing real people. So I think I did it out of comfort and habit, you know. Um, but no, I, I've mentioned this before. My great, I didn't have to go as often. My great aunt said, you probably 
uh, buy too much food, just generally as a general statement in our conversation we're having. And I think about that often. Um, and I, it's comfort, you know, so I fortunately was never in a position as far as I can remember as a child where kind of, you know, food insecurities were a thing for me, right? That's a lot of people's story that wasn't mine. Um, but kind of the, um, making sure you have what you need when you need it was something that was ingrained going back to deep right. freezers, going back to, you know, growing up with, you know, a cabinet upstairs and downstairs of canned foods. Right. And so that's yeah. really important to me. Um, and even before, I mean, when I moved into this house in 07, right. You know, I basically had not quite a year before I started gardening. Now my harvest back then were way different than now, but I said that to say, I have continually wanted to make sure that I'm able to provide for myself, you know, and if push comes to shove my family. Right. Um, and so last year, going back to your question, um, it, there was great comfort in knowing in March, April, when I started sowing seeds indoors, when we were in the thick of all that was going on with the coronavirus, that shit at that time, we didn't know what the hell was going to happen, that I had a yard full of food. I would have a yard full of food, you know. And then fast forward to January of this year when it was total shit Mm -hmm. and you had just had your collard harvest Mm -hmm. in December. Mm -hmm. You had plenty of canned food. Mm -hmm. And so if it came to push or shove... That food that you had preserved would help push you through that season and extend mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was a big thing for us is like, well, you know, there was food shortages. Okay. And it's not the first time in my life I've been through a food shortage. You know, when we had uh, Hurricane Florence, we didn't mm-hmm. have any food mm-hmm. anywhere around here for three weeks. So, you couldn't even go buy food. And I, my ass was eating fucking sweet potatoes (laughs) that had been harvested three days before and we were farting up a storm boy but that's all we had because everything had rotted in our house as well that's actually really huge so we're probably closer to some you know act of nature creating you know these spots within our country where access is not available i mean we've seen it every year storm season comes in you know so while that isn't at this point, my experience in Chicago, um, we did get some tornadoes around here, but that's not my experience in Chicago. That still speaks to the ability of you're still able to provide for your family, you know? Right. And the thing is, is when everything was going down and it was hitting hard and there was food shortages in the COVID pandemic, like our whole stance was like, look, we're going to make our food last. Mm-hmm. So the people that can't grow mm-hmm. food, And the elderly people can get in there and get what they want. Now, that's a romantic thought because I know the truth is that people were not doing that. Other people weren't. But we had made it a choice on ourselves Mm -hmm. to make it easier for people. Yeah. And to clear the air, I am not trying to pull a string. (laughs) So my whole thing is, you know, I'm very passionate about preserving food. And I know I joke around on Instagram and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm the big bald headed, tattooed, bearded guy, you know, and all that stuff. But when it comes to that, like, I'm very passionate about it. It's got a big piece of my heart because like I've stated, like we raised our son on it and we did all these other things and it's pulled us through 
certain periods of our lives, certain trials and tribulations that we've had, it's made that more comfortable for mm-hmm. us. And you can't put a price on that. Yeah. And it's the whole reason I wanted to start a podcast and start gardening stuff for people to enjoy is to help people get a piece of that feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, I know that it's like the other day, Miss um, Gardner and I did Cannon with the Backyard Gardener, mm-hmm. right? You remember I did the one about the salsa? Yeah. You know, hold on, my light went out. Um, I can't be sitting here in a straight up dark. <laughs> it's kind of weird. But, um, <clears throat> you know, it's funny because I look at the amount of views it got and, you know, then you go back and like nobody says anything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. people be watching yeah but they don't speak and that's because people it's intimidating for people you know when i'm talking about busting out the pressure canner you know people are thinking that it's gonna blow up you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. just not the case you know you got to be really bad and have like you you have to be really bad and you have to be really neglectful for something to blow up on you like that, you know? So I know that people are very interested in canning, but I know that a lot of people do not, you know, can. Now, I know there's a lot of people that freeze and there's a lot of people that dry, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? And when it comes to drying, mostly like herbs and stuff Mm -hmm, like that, mm -hmm. you know, amongst other things. But, you know, my whole goal was to like demystify this. And so, you know, and I, I want that passion to come into people's hearts because, you know, you've been experiencing it and I've enjoyed watching you mm-hmm. go through the learning process and our conversations with you yeah. and unlocking that portion of your garden. I mean, you literally unlock a whole nother portion of your garden. Absolutely. It's like a secret door that you find <laughs> and then you kick that door open. And you're like, I'm here, bitches, mm-hmm. and I'm fixing to make some food. <laughs> You know, and it's like I said, if you look at a garden from a financial perspective, once you put something in the can, ching, 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 Mm -hmm. it just goes right up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you make a jar of pickles. It's $4 a jar of pickles. Boom. You know what I mean? So I think that um, preserving, uh, if I go back to um, what the initial inclination around it was to not be wasteful. Yeah. Right. So you look and say, even if I have one single cucumber plant, that cucumber plant puts on a shit ton of cucumbers. Right. You know, and so I've already first started harvesting cucumbers and I'm eating like two cucumbers. They're actually pickling cucumbers because that's what's come up first. I'm eating like two a day. And at some point. That's going to be like I'm over cucumbers. Right. And so then you fold in the idea of like, I just don't want to grow pickling cucumbers. I want to grow a second type of cucumber. And so a part of it, and it had been years that I didn't grow more or different things because I just knew I couldn't consume it all. Right. You know, there, there is the, of course I could have given a lot of it away. Um, but I, I really wanted to be able to enjoy it beyond, you know? And so once either I was eating it fresh or not growing it at all. Once I started to say, okay, people are doing this. That means I can do it as well. So that's part of what I want to give to people. If I can Mm -hmm. do this thing, you know, there are a lot of special things about me, but canning or preserving or freezing or drying, like that's not one of them. Like there's, there's nothing that makes me special in my ability to do those things other than maybe patience. 
right? Yeah. Um, curiosity, maybe those two things. But so many of those uh, other people that are listening have those traits too. Um, so I just, it it absolutely does make me happy as a part of my garden experience. It brings me some comfort you know, just as a regular old human being, knowing that I have one more ability to provide for myself. Now, sure, in the apocalypse, are we going to have the ability to put things in a water bath can or no? But, you know, we'll figure that out later. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Over I can a, tell you exactly how to do it, too. I've studied it, but it is definitely possible to, you know, do that kind of stuff. And I mean, you have to think like people have been doing it for hundreds of years. Yeah. You I know, just, my... if you didn't preserve food back in the day, you did not live, you know, and it's like gardening now is considered a life skill. Mm-hmm. Back then it was mandatory. If you didn't garden, you didn't, you know, it was, it was kind of one of those. And I think back then it was called farming, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little bit different, you know, but so my, Primary, my goal number one is to be able to secure seeds, which there's a whole different dialogue we can go when it comes to that. Um, being able, you know, kind of when the shit hits the fan and we're looking at, oh, this is this the apocalypse? Is this happening? Be able to secure seeds. Yeah. I'm not going to be securing ball canning jars. So we'll figure that piece out again later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the whole thing is, is I mean, it's all about stocking up. <laughs> but, you know, and it's, I mean, that's part of it. So like my goal and I, I, I battle with this a lot is, you know, I want to be, um, you know, as much of a homesteading place as I can. So, you know, what does that mean? That means that I want to get as much of my food and be as self-sufficient as possible off of my land. And so that's what I'm trying to do. Now, am I a homesteader? Hell, I don't know. <laughs> and I don't care. You know, am I a gardener? Yeah, I'm a gardener because I got a garden, you know, but... That's kind of where I'm at with it is like, I don't want to be fully dependent on Billy Bob farmer down the road mm-hmm. who's spraying with harsh chemicals just to spray with harsh chemicals so he can get it, make a buck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's not, I'm not into that, yeah. you know, I'm into, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like if I have to, I will spray something that is not organic on my crops if it comes down to it. But you know, I haven't done that in years. And if you do it once or twice as different than it, you know, first of all, being baked into the seed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that it's resistant to this chemical that you're then going to eat and then just constantly spraying, you know, every 10 days or something just for maintenance. So, yeah, I am. Um, I mean, preserving food, we haven't even scratched the surface of the idea of the, the health benefits Right. So I think Mm-mm. that there is some assumption when we talk about health benefits associated with gardening, growing your own food, obviously that you're expanding that. Right. So it's not like, you know, between you know April and October, boy, you're eating good. Look at all of the nutrition. Look, you're eating the rainbow. And then it's like, here comes December. You know, what are you going to do? Right. You're still able mm-hmm. to, as you describe it, supplement your your diet with healthy and nutritious food food that you know where it came from right it's not to say that food that you buy in other places isn't nutritious it isn't it doesn't you know facilitate a healthy diet i'm not saying that but you know what you know right there's this uh this saying folks are like you know i just don't eat from everyone's kitchen i don't eat at everyone's house i don't eat everything that everyone makes right there's a reason for it right you don't know what goes on in their home and their kitchen and so on think about your everyday food the same way 
you don't know yeah. what happened before it got to that grocery store, right? And so right. a part of your garden can help ease some of that concern if you're eating from your garden. Well, and I mean, think about this too, is like, you know, we were talking about the intro to the show and Batavia was like, whatever you do, do not get rid of the old timey stuff. <laughs> and that there's the reason why that's in there is because if you think about back in the day and I keep going back there because, you know, I firmly believe that at some point we will be back into that period of time somehow, either by choice or by necessity. <laughs> People, if you didn't can and spend the whole summer canning, growing and canning and preserving you didn't eat. So mm-hmm. like your cabinet was nothing but jarred foods mm-hmm. and Ma was in there, you know, preserving and Pa was out there hunting mm-hmm. and feeding the hogs. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that's how it went down. And so like if you think about that, like we as a nation and as a, really a planet are blessed that in the summertime we can go to the beach yeah. and we can play. Yeah. Because back then you couldn't play, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was no joke because you don't want February to come around and not have anything to eat. And babies are literally you know, Imagine hungry. like yeah. in your house, like you can't see anything but snow, what you going to eat snow, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, what are you going to hunt in Chicago? Plenty of squirrels and, um, well, I'm going to go and tell you squirrel is good. <laughs> I so. have no interest in hunting or consuming either just for those that are listening and keeping track. Um, and, and I, I think that I, I like the balance of the episode. I think I, I hope that it's balanced and this isn't, we don't preserve only for doomsday, right? You no. know, we, we talked about some of the positive pieces with just gardening and preserving your food. Um, but let's not confuse matters. A part of the reason why we, he, he, Ben and I garden, a part of the reason is for between now and doomsday, you know, it, it absolutely is because there could be a day. Heck, I went to Walmart. Oh, this is two weeks ago. Literally no beef on the shelves, like no beef in the frozen food section. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know the reason why, but just know that it wasn't there. Right. Now, I wasn't going there to buy beef, but that's not the point. You know, if that's not a signal of something, I don't know what is. Um, so I was reading about that. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, the drought in the West Coast is causing stress on the animals and they can't buy hay and the hay prices are so high they can't afford to feed them. Mm-hmm. So they've, from what I understand, they've had to slaughter a lot of the cows early or sell them off. Mm-hmm. So, and then the other thing too is stuff like almonds because almonds are so water hungry yeah that they're cutting those back. And then this year, the farmers, a lot of the farmers had to just let some of their land go. And next mm-hmm. year is probably going to be more. So you're going to see more and more of this happen until this drought lets up. And there's nothing anybody can do about that yeah. unless you subscribe to the whole harp thing. And I'm not going to get into that. Um, I don't have my tinfoil hat on. It's been a while. <laughs> if you want to look it up, you can. It's called H-A-R-R-P. And you can go down a rabbit hole on that. And um, you can have a conversation somewhere else, but I'll just I'll steer you in that direction. Um, And I don't subscribe to it, but that's a whole thing where like that's what we're seeing. And, you know, I I was talking to a friend yesterday 
And this is something that really needs to be addressed on its own separate episode, and it will be. Um, Somebody started gardening in the beginning of the pandemic, and they said, I'm sick and tired of people saying it's easy to garden Mm. because it's not. Mm. Come on, somebody. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) And so... While you and I sit here and we're like, you know, it's not that hard. All you got to do is dig a hole, stick it in the ground and take care of it. While that is true, part of the problem is you don't wait until you got to start a garden, start a garden. It's like you said, it's a life Mm -hmm. skill Mm -hmm. and you start. So when you need it, you got it. And if not, like, dude, I enjoy my garden. Like, I don't ever think about my garden anytime and be like, when that apocalypse happens, I'm fixing to be good. Like, I don't ever, (laughs) ever ever think about that yeah. i mean j- so, just again um, for the record because i mean there's a i guess a log that we're keeping with records and i, I like the whole dark background let's just roll with it you know <laughs> like uh, dim those lights brother um in all honesty an apocalypse like anything we've seen any portion of what we've seen in the movies and tv shows you know my front yard garden is going to be exposed that thing is only going to last for so long right uh, my cousin told me once you need to be figuring out how to protect that food that you're growing right so mm-hmm. there's that um i still firmly believe it's a lifestyle i i struggle there's an internal battle when it comes to the dig a hole put a seed in and then some of the uh, troubles that we all have, right? We're right at the point where places are getting super hot. It's getting humid. Bugs are eating up people's crops, mine included, right? Like that shit ain't easy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, but it's worth it. Every bit yeah. of it. It is. And it's, it's part of, it's connecting with nature mm-hmm. and it's connecting with the planet and then preserving it just takes it one step farther, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, there's an argument of like, well, where do you, where you live? Like, especially you, like maybe you shouldn't live there mm-hmm. because it's not hospitable in the winter time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the same time, like, uh, you know, yeah. whatever people have been living in places like that, you know, people live in the North pole. I real talk. You know, or the Arctic circle, excuse me. I real talk. I was uh, preparing for a garden walk and I had um, cucumbers, had them in regular white vinegar took them out and then had the seasoning that I put on it and just ate them that way. And I said, gosh, I, I want to be able to eat fresh cucumbers all the time now. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't, Chicago doesn't allow you fresh cucumbers in my garden. Doesn't allow you. But the real question is what place can you really grow cucumbers all year long? And that kind of takes us back to preserving food for me also reminds me of everything isn't meant to grow all the time. Right. You know, so which means we're not supposed to eat things all the time. Well, I I think that I think maybe we cheat the system um, when we preserve that thing and we're now allowed to eat it it out of season. Right. You know, so that's actually a good question. So the things that you preserve, I know that you guys are really big on seasonal eating. Do you like do you eat tomato sauce in January? If we can. Okay. But we don't buy tomatoes at the grocery store in January. We don't buy, you know, strawberries in January. We don't buy apples right now. Mm -hmm. You know, David was asking for an apple the other day and I said, son, no, you can have a peach, you can have a plum, you know, and that's, I mean, those are your options right now because that's what it is. He's like, okay, (laughs) you know, and you know, it's one of those things too, where, you know, food coming from Chile to North America mm-hmm. is 
an incredible amount of fossil fuels used. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if everybody's worried about global warming that's going on right now, that's how you can help with that mm-hmm. is not participate into that, you know. Now, do I think that the Backyard Gardens podcast or Backyard Gardens TV in general is going to stop food transportation? Hell no. You know what I mean? If Kelly comes in today and she's like, I want to make an apple pie and apples aren't in season, go for it. You know what I mean? But generally speaking, we practice seasonal eating all the time. And there's actually surprisingly, I've mentioned on the show before, and I've had a lot of people reach out to me. They do the same. So, and also had people that are um, like me, pescatarian or vegan, but they will eat it if they kill it type deal. Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of people reach out about that Mm -hmm. as well. So um, shout out to you because I'm going to go ahead and tell you I got a deer that I've been watching and um, Papa Bear is going after him this fall. So So I'm going to transition just a little bit. Um, And I was talking about this recently with some girlfriends under a different kind of discussion umbrella, but the concept is the same. My grandmother used to tell me most times we'd be on the phone. You okay there? Yeah, I'm good. Need some some veggies from the garden? Kind of balance things mm-hmm. out. Yeah. So my grandmother used to tell me, you know, probably mostly on the phone, slow down, girl, you're moving too fast. You know, I'd be telling her about something. Like I locked myself out of the house again, you know, and slow down, girl, you're moving too fast. And I'm like, what, mama? I used to call her mama. And she's like, take your time. Like, what are you in such a rush for? Right. And so a part of gardening and preserving in particular, and mostly canning, it teaches you a level of patience, right? It slows down things. I can go to the grocery store, pick up the food, bring it back home and cook it faster than I can can insert, you know, this particular vegetable, right? But that's not the point. It isn't about what I can get done in the, the microseconds, what I can get done, uh, immediately it's not about the fast food right it's about taking pride and ownership of something that you're consuming Um, and so that's another opportunity where i can look back and say it allows me to slow down a bit right it allows me to have a, a, a level of appreciation preserving food that is a level of appreciation for what I do in the garden, what nature does. Right. Um, and that, that shows itself in a lot of different ways, but it absolutely for me shows itself in preserving. Yeah. And I mean, I'll add one to it. It helps you manage disappointment. Mm. So, you know, last year when I got my, I think it was like 26 or 27 butternut squash, Mm -hmm. I canned it. And I'm going to go into, well, first of all, you can't buy canned butternut squash at the store. Mm-hmm. So we have that. Yeah, hey, hey. And I had to put it in a pressure canner for 45 minutes and watch it for 45 minutes and manage the pressure in it. Now, you want to talk about patience. <laughs> My ass was done. Not to mention the fact that afterwards I'm looking at the jars and the cabinets and I was like, it sure is getting dark. Mm-hmm the tops didn't seal on some of them. So then I had to throw out some of them, you know, so it's like all of these different things. And, you know, I think one life skill leads into another life skill, which leads into another one, which, cause you know, we need to learn how to be patient. We need to learn how to be, you know, disappointment and life is fast right now. You know, I mean, dude, you wanted to watch a movie back in the day. You got in a car, (laughs) you drove to, I'm going to say it blockbuster (laughs) and you got a movie 
and you had to rewind it and fast forward it. And now it's like Netflix takes like five minutes or like five seconds. And you're like, what the hell? You know what I mean? Like, it's just we're we're trained. Everything's got to be faster, faster, faster. So the amount of times that something happens, I was at the grocery store. Um, I don't know, this is like last week. And I had my back turned to another in the parking lot to like one of the attendants that were, was collecting the carts and another shopper that was coming. And I heard kind of like a something crash and he said something and I turned around, you know, cause it's human, you know, <laughs> and I was trying to figure out what went on. And I'm not in those scenarios going to ask like, Hey, what happened? I believe that the woman basically uh, ran into another car with her cart. Right. And kept on moving. Like, I think that's nice. what he was trying to tell her. But the point of that story is there was a moment where I literally was like, I had my phone, like I was going to rewind that moment. Like I was going to look at the cameras of the grocery store, right? Like it was that weird thing of you have so much technology, so much access. If I hear something outside, I have access to see what, of my home, I have access to see what that thing was, right? You know, and so I think that when we talk about gardening and and preserving, it takes us back to a place where... Again, you're able to slow down a bit and you're able to appreciate things in that moment, right? And in some cases, that moment passes. Um, yeah. I, I think that for the garden in particular, I want to go back to the idea of disappointment. Um, and it's such yeah. a great example. Please with do. The, you know, the butternut squash <laughs> is such a great example. But I think uh, another example that I've really been um, thinking about lately has been pest. Right. And the damage that they can cause pests, critters and so on. Um, You plant a thing and you expect to get food from that thing and it doesn't happen that way. And I think that while there's always that disappointment. Right. And I may say it one or two or three times about that same plant that didn't make it. But the reality is, obviously, there's a lesson to be learned there. But it also pauses you and says everything you do won't be successful. Period. Right. That's, that's right. life. Right. You know, you're going to fail sometimes. Yeah, everything that you want won't work out the way in which you want to, it to work out. Um, so luckily so far, I've not had discolored jars, you know, but I've definitely had some. Oh, that was in the way in the back of the freezer and that's freezer burned, you know, and it's like, yeah. oh, you know, same thing. Yeah, I've wasted it, you know, um, yeah. but I'd rather waste the thing I pulled out of my garden than the bag I paid, the okra that I paid three bucks for the bag, you know, that's been in the back of the freezer. Yeah. You know, we, you know, we were talking the other day about making videos and stuff like that and how this niche is different Mm -hmm. because if you factor in all of the time we spend on our gardens just to make the videos and stuff for people to consume and even run this podcast, the cost is astronomical. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like that $3 bag of okra, I, you know, <laughs> screw, I'd rather that $3 bag of okra go than something I grew <laughs> and worked really hard for. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think I just have a different view on it than that, but I definitely hear what you're saying. Um, but don't you feel like when it comes to all that we put into our gardens, all that we put into, you know, social media to this podcast, there is also a value that comes from that. You know, and if we really were to break it down, it's a monetary value, just like our time we put into it, we get something out of it, you know, and there's a value associated with the lesson, right? When it came to that butternut squash, you probably can go back and say, oh, you know, I did go to the bathroom. I did help David with his homework and I wasn't monitoring the pressure, you know, 
Um, It allows me to be more organized when I think about like, how are you losing food and not even a deep freezer? We're talking about the freezer that, you know, has the refrigerator freezer combo. Like, come on now, let's let's again, let's be proud of what we do and let's it's valuable, right? Let's just not be all cavalier about I'm just going to toss this in the back of the freezer or let's consider maybe you're growing too much okra, girl, maybe. Well, (laughs) okra produces a lot, so. You know, it's it's one of those things, too, that I, when I think about it, you know, growing too much is an issue. And as much as I like to give food away, mm-hmm. though, I like to keep food mm-hmm. for myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to keep as much as I can in the house because I put a lot of effort into yeah. it, yeah. you know. And I mean, going back to like, why do we do this? I can tell you exactly why, mm-hmm. because last year. I was in communication with somebody in the beginning of the pandemic, wanted to start a garden. Um, and I think her name is um, on Instagram is Wildcrafter. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and say it, whatever. Um, and she grew a, a couple plants. And then I didn't talk to her for a while, you know, months and months and months. And then I scroll and I find a picture mm-hmm. and she's got eight tomato plants or something like that. They're full of red cherry tomatoes. Mm -hmm. She's got a zucchini growing, you know, and dude, she made it happen. You know what I mean? And that's why you do this is because like I was able to help her get started and get going. And now I know that like she's on her way of being a gardener and she loves it, you know, and not to mention that, but like they don't look like gardeners. You know what I mean? Like, you you know, you. Uh, we got that thing the other day about the seed saving mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, conference. Mm-hmm. Did you look at all the pe- speakers? Uh, I scanned through it. Mm-hmm. If you look at all the speakers' pictures, they all look about the same. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. You know yeah. what I mean? Just like real homely, like normal, plain clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And like, there's people that garden that don't fit that mold. Yeah. That are really good gardeners. And, you know, that's what I love. You know, look at Ron Finley, Mm, you know, mm -hmm. he doesn't look like a gardener. Yeah. But I'll be damned if he ain't one of the best out there. You know, he's got it going on. So this is two years ago now. So this is definitely pre-pandemic. Man, the rain that we're getting here. Like, (sighs) I have. Okay, I'm not going to go off on that tangent. Um, I was meeting some girlfriends and we were doing this like once a week. It only lasted a couple of months, but it was a great time. Um another friend was growing like you know throwing an after work set i don't know if you know what that is it's kind of like all right it's like a mixer of sorts right you go to a a bar restaurant this is at like i don't know like the hilton hotel and you know Mm -hmm. chicago and you have to remember i don't drink yeah i'm not not hip but i mean there's uh, all kinds of water and sodas and live music you know all right i know soda terrible but anyway so the point was I was dread. This was like a daytime thing. You're going to be there for a few hours. Right. And mm-hmm. so I rolled up as cute as Batavia summer Batavia is because she can get real cute. Um, <laughs> heels, you know, a dress, you know, a little bit more. We're witnessing that today. Yeah, a little bit more uh, makeup. And I popped open my trunk and my trunk had vegetables in it because I was giving vegetables to a couple of my girlfriends that I was meeting there. So you talk about like, you don't look like you don't fit the bill. It's funny to me because you look and say, all right, now we can put on some nice clothes. Like this isn't all of our life, but it's a critical part of our life. Right. Um, And that's, that's the piece. It's, 
it's a diverse lifestyle too. Uh oh. All right now. Okay. Here we go. Uh-huh, here we go. Uh-huh. Diverse, here we diverse go. skills and abilities. Mm-hmm. Damn, I hear you. And I don't know why we didn't get a bell ring. I don't, I, you know, I'm just, I was so pleased with you myself. I was just thinking about You missed it. <laughs> there we go. Leonard was like sweating know, over here. He was I like, <laughs> I mean, it is, you know, and <clears throat> coming back to preserving, and I think we may have gone way off the subject, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we're all about. But coming back to preserving, it's just extending all of these feelings that we've talked about into the months when you can't get out in your garden and work. So I can grow in the wintertime, but it's hard mm-hmm. and it's it's heartbreaking at times and it's patience to the max. And there is a period of time where if you don't do it right, you ain't going to eat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I still have that same feeling. And I, from what I understand, the people in the higher zones have the same issues. Um, there's a period of time where it's like they can't grow certain things and stuff. So it's not just like anywhere you go, you can just all year yeah, round. Exactly. So, I mean, they might have in the summertime, they can't grow. Yeah. 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 Uh, one you know, of the, how weird would that be? One of the things that gardeners, um, do is adapt. Yep. So yeah. Gardeners, um, you guys are like damn it just something special <laughs> rock star you baby know? hold on mm-hmm. you adapt you're diverse and you are patient and kind most of you <laughs> and no and i mean it does say a lot about you though and it's like everybody that i've known that has gardened though they all have those same qualities at times and at times they don't you know mm-hmm. and so and we are all problem solvers that's what we are you know you make problem solving your number one this time of year so absolutely and don't preserve anything that's been chewed on by pests okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay let me just go ahead and on the record a little psa after school special don't do that absolutely. so that's not good you want to preserve in all forms the freshest um healthiest versions of vegetables that you have um i definitely will cut the top off of a tomato if it's cracked Maybe even a little bit nibbled on and eat it fresh, but I shall not preserve that thing. Um, no. And really, it's when it's split, mm-hmm, mostly. Mm-hmm. You know, those little dry cracks, yeah. they're, that's not a big, big yeah. deal. But you get a little soft spot on it. Because, yeah. you bacteria, know, you can it with bacteria, you get more bacteria. It's just going to brew and brew and brew. So, um, look. We have talked about canning, so I'm hoping Batavia is going to give us a canning recipe, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Well, let's see. As she rolls her eyes. We'll be right back with the recipe of the day. Okie doke. So... Because my hand was forced and I felt like I'd be letting you all down if I did not. We are going to do a preserving recipe. And because everything is in my phone as a note, I have it handy. This is fire roasted pickled sweet red peppers. Baby. Mm-hmm. Guess what's going to make one of my lunch meals in those 31 days? You ain't lying. Me too. <laughs> all right. So I'm reading this out of, I'm pretty sure it's the ball, one of the ball canning books. Um, But it includes the following ingredients, six to eight small sweet red peppers. The reality is you can use any color pepper you want. 
Um, you're going to use one large clove of garlic. You're going to use a half a cup of dry white wine. You can likely omit this, although you don't want to tinker too much with some of these recipes, but if that's a thing for you, you can omit it. Uh, we're going to do a half a cup of white vinegar, a fourth a cup of cider vinegar. We're going to do a half a cup of coarsely chopped onion. Oh, I hope you grew those. We're rounding out the ingredients with two tablespoons of granulated sugar. We're going to do a half a tablespoon of dried oregano and one teaspoon of pickling salt. That's going to be important. So you're going to raw, excuse me, roast the peppers. You know, I'm all about the grill. You can roast them in the, um, the oven or you can roast them in on the grill. You just want to make sure that there's some charring that happens, right? So once that's the skins of those peppers kind of blister, it's still going to have kind of the smokiness that happens when you roast. Uh, you're going to actually peel some of that blistered skin off of those peppers. An easy way to do this is you can put the peppers into a paper bag or a bowl and uh, cover it with cling wrap. That steam will make it easier for you to peel. Um, you're going to place the, uh, and I'm not going to give the canning specific instructions, but you're going to combine all of your wines, vinegars, onions, sugar, oregano. So this is going to be kind of your uh, liquid for the canning process. You're going to actually squeeze the roasted garlic because you want some on your fingers so you can fight vampires. Uh, so you're going to squeeze the roasted garlic to get that flavoring into that mixture. Um, you're going to, this is a water bath canning recipe, by the way, um, bring the mixture that we just talked about on top of the stove to a boil. And we're going to reduce the heat and boil it for about five minutes. All right, let's see what else we have. All right, next part is loading all of this into your jars and then you're gonna water bath can. And this is, let's see, I think it's 15 minutes is what we're doing and we're making four one cup jars. So it's eight ounces. This is actually from the small preserving book. When this episode airs, I'm gonna put a picture of the book that we have on Backyard Gardens TV, Instagram, check the stories for the day this episode airs. So you'll see where I got this recipe from. I love this book now that I look at the bottom of the size of this because it allows you to easily as a new person canning to can, you know, just a couple of jars of something versus like needing to can 28 jars or needing to have a hundred pounds of a thing. Let's add that book to the Amazon list. Ah, excellent. So go check that because that will help you. Yeah, disregard. Um, easier. Don't ever check Backyard Gardens TV stories. There will be nothing there that's going to help you with canning. Instead, check the notes. Except for all of your pictures. <laughs> <laughs> check the, the show notes for this one. Great, great uh, call out. Yeah, so I didn't mean to interrupt that's you. Okay. Are you. So my okay. last note, so how I eat this, I actually put this, like the peppers. Um, I didn't tell you how to cut them, but, you know, I would either cut them in fourths, removing all of the insides, obviously, or just cut them in halves if you're using something like a bell pepper. But it works great on any sandwich, cold or hot. Um, I've added them in the winter to salads um, because it kind of it replaces the idea in my mind of a fresh tomato. It kind of has that okay. texture. Um, it definitely is full of flavor. It is one of the reasons why you see so many peppers in my garden this year. There are a lot of things I want to do with preserving and specifically peppers. And it's a recipe like this that I'm looking forward to making. I think I only did like two or three jars and I was disappointed that I only had two or three jars last year. So we're going to try to amp it up. So um, 
I want to make another kind of suggestion, not suggestion. I want to tell you guys, if you're going to can pickles, you should be canning um, pickling pickles mm. or cucumbers mm. and get them when they're a little young. Mm. Don't get them too ripe because mm. they get mushy and gross. So um, just remember that, you know. That's the reason so. why I'm eating the National Pickling Cucumbers fresh. Cause they, Do you like those? Um, I don't like the way they grow. I, I don't like the way they grow either. This is the second or third year I've grown them, but I don't feel like I've really gotten them at the size that's recommended, to your point. Right? So they're definitely more prickly than any cucumber that I normally grow. Um, and... They are slower to get from like small ideal size to huge, so there is that. That's a positive. But I also well, they're not. Yeah, they're, they're not supposed to get big. No, I already have. I mean, let's see. I'm trying to think of the size. So if they are probably about ideally maybe four or five inches is probably what the package says. Four or five inches. Yeah. Um, if I let it get six inches and then maybe three or four inches around, I already have plenty it's of gross. seeds inside of it. It's still completely edible, fresh. But I, I'm not going to can that, you know. Uh, I'm going to post a picture of one coming up mm-hmm. that I let go to the seed, and uh, you would not eat this one. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I usually do Boston pickling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted an heirloom one. This is the second year I've grown them, and they seem very susceptible to disease and pests. Mm-hmm. So I need to reevaluate that situation. Yeah. But since this is a canning episode mm-hmm. a preserving episode i'm gonna give an i'm gonna give a recipe to bring it knock off Clausen pickles in time this year okay 35 to 40 cucumbers one gallon of cold water one cup of cider vinegar two teaspoons of pickling salt um excuse me pickling spice two thirds of a cup of canning salt four cloves of garlic and four tablespoons of dill seeds and dill heads and you can can it. Um, we let it ferment on the counter for three or four days. Every day you take the top off, scoop the gunk off, and then you can it in the water bath. So okay. I did it earlier this year. I know I bullshitted last year. So there you go. Yeah. And I'll put it on. I'm going to actually start putting canning recipes on um, Instagram so people can get those and stuff like that. So I may join you in that. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but that's actually... We'll, we'll, we'll talk after this because I have an idea. Yeah, your timing on that works really, really, really well. And I do want to go back and circle back to the idea of you don't need a U-Haul truck of any vegetable to preserve, right? No. If you don't have 35 to 40 cucumbers, you can just cut it in half mm-hmm. and then cut everything in half. Mm-hmm. You know, you can cut it in quarters, whatever. Um, it is definitely easier and less time consuming if you do it all at once. Yeah. So, but... Not everybody has 35 cucumbers. Hell, I don't even get 35 cucumbers at once. Yeah. So whatever. You know what I mean? Like we generally are like, <laughs> my wife's so funny. She'll be in there and she'll be like, her fingers will be going and she'll be looking in the sky and then her lips start to stick out a little bit. And she's like, and then she kind of scrunches up. I'm like, what you trying to figure out? And she's like, oh, I got a quarter of the recipe. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. So, but, um, Yeah. I hope you guys have enjoyed this. I know we were kind of all over the place. Um, you know, preserving is something that we are both very passionate about. And I think what you're going to see moving forward is these passions be highlighted more and more mm-hmm. because it's just part of who we are and what we do. And I think that's where we want to kind of take things. Um, not solely, but we definitely want to lean heavily into mm-hmm. these things because 
that's what we find important and we hear you guys and we see the interest. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, you know, if you guys have any good canning recipes, like reach out to us to let us know. I love sharing canning recipes because I'm always looking for a new jam recipe. I'm always looking for a new pickle recipe. I actually, as a matter of fact, right now I'm looking for, um, a sweet pickle recipe. So, okay. Okay. Yep, we're we're actually talking about only doing like two jars of the Clausen mm-hmm. this year, and then doing other flavors, which is new okay. for us. So, um, but yeah, so reach out to us, let us know, um, send us a picture of your garden to Backyard Gardens TV, and we will share it with all of our listeners. You guys have amazing gardens, by the way. So, um, send them on. You know what I mean? And we'll put them in the rotation if they don't get shared right away. It's because we got a backlog, but we are we're getting through them tag us byg podcast we'll put it in the stories we like seeing everything in your garden we want to see your happy faces in the garden too damn it i haven't gotten a single picture of anybody (laughs) i want to see your face smiling in your garden right now so go outside step into your garden turn your little phone around and stare right down the barrel of that camera and snap a picture and tag us byg podcast we'd love to hear it i hope you love canning i hope you love gardening and until next time See ya. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you want to see what we're up to or just stay up to date on all the announcements regarding the show or anything gardening, then you can follow us on Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. We love seeing what you guys are doing. So use hashtag BYG podcast in your post and we'll be sharing your gardens with the Backyard Gardens community. And check us out on YouTube at Backyard Gardens where we will post this show, all of our other shows, clips, and then also some gardening tips and just gardening entertainment. And you can see us at our website at BackyardGardensTV.com. But that's it for today's show. So help us as we learn to grow and grow from change. And until next time, we'll catch you guys later. We'll call this one a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. 